Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. And we're delighted on our final show of the year, our ultimate show, to welcome our guests from across the pond, so to speak, Hillary Oliver and Tracy Sinclair are with us. Tracy is uh, formerly the president of the ICF UK, United Kingdom, from 2013 to 2014. She is a 20 years of experience in leadership development, coaching as a mentor coach, coaching supervisor, trainer of coaching and coaching supervision. I said that all on one breath. <laughs> Hillary <laughs> Oliver also works as an executive and leadership coach, facilitator, trainer, coach, mentor, and coach supervisor. She's got over 20 years of experience in a wide range of business sectors and executive positions, and we're delighted to have both of them with us to talk about the ICF's, um, uh, I want to make sure that I say it right, third study on organizational coaching, which was conducted in partnership with the Human Capital Institute. The title of this report is Building a Coaching Culture with Managers and Leaders. You can find out more by going to the ICF website, which is coach, do you know what it is? Coachfederation.org. That's perfect. Yes. And... uh, Look around. It's a treasure trove of information, including the reports of the first two studies on organizational coaching and this current one now, the third study on organizational coaching. Um, uh, I want to I get Hillary in here. So let's talk about the organization GlaxoSmithKline. This is a global organization. Most of us know the name. And they won uh, 2016's ICF International Prism Award. That means something. Hillary, what's the meaning of it? And tell us more about what their coaching program was like. I would love to. And thanks for your flexibility, Chris. Um, So the International Prism Award is an award that we've been giving out since about 2005. And it really recognizes organizations that can really demonstrate and evidence that they have and are developing a coaching culture within the organization. And GlaxoSmithKline won it this year um, because of the work that they've done, which I will will be happy to uh, to go through. What's really interesting about for me about the Prism Award, the International Prism Award, though, is that it can be won by organisations of all different sizes. So mm. we've had a school in Turkey win it, to Joey Restaurants in Canada. So it's it's not just large organisations; it's the work that they do that actually transforms. Uh, organizations from within. So Glaxo, um, Smith Klein, what they did is that back in 2010, they were using coaching, but they were do- using it as a very much a reactive uh, process. It wasn't centralized and it was actually starting to cost them a lot of money, but they recognized that coaching itself produced really great benefits. And so they decided instead of giving up on it or trying to do something vastly different, they went to um, a a centralized approach where they created a coaching center of excellence and for the for the next five six years what they've been developing over time is a competency within the organization where they have now something like a thousand internal uh, trained coaches most of which are credentialed with icf 
they also, which links to the, the HCI report, they also have been training managers and leaders to have coaching skills, not to become coaches, but to have the skills that coaches have to create better conversations. And they also still use external coaches, again, credentialed coaches, to make sure that they have a, a, a wide range of uh, capabilities there. I notice that, if I may interrupt, uh, I've got mm. some biases in in this. I notice that when I hear about large organizations, which typically you and I are often brought into a large organization because they have a culture that they cannot see, right? It's invisible to them inside of it. Um, mm. That when I hear about these large coaching internal projects, I'm always concerned and have a bit of a bias that they're going to be consumed by the culture, uh, become the Borg, if you will, and uh, be less effective than an external coach. I, I wonder if you share my bias or have some evidence to the contrary. I also wonder if there's a place for external coaches. In other words, what's the ideal placement of an external coach in an organization? I, th- I think it's actually a really interesting conversation to have, Christopher, because I think the bias is there. And one of the things that I know that GlaxoSmithKline does is that they use external supervision for their internal coaches, which is a way of being able to reduce the bias or the, the, the groupthink almost within the organization mm-hmm. um, so that they can, they can explore and uh, discuss what's going on in their coaching practices internally, but with an external person. And... I th- and, I, and also the fact that they do continue to use external coaches also reduces that bias as well. So when you look at how they've set it up, it does um, help ensure that the coaching is clean, if you like. Um, and I think it's a, it's a really good point. And the fact they've got 200 external, I think, really plays into the fact that that's quite a large number um, within the organization. Um- Imagining that listeners are also sort of, you know, salivating at the idea of working with such a large and uh, prestigious mm-hmm. organization, when it comes to coaches, both experienced and relatively new, and you've got one of each here today, um, <laughs> I'm wondering if you have advice slash warnings for coaches wanting to engage with a large organization or, or to get um, sort of their foot in the door in a large multinational organization. Do you mean to, how to get started? Well, yeah, I think that uh, I think that some of us, you know, uh, for example, I join you in the twenty-year club, right? Twenty years of experience, and yeah. certainly I feel qualified to go in and work in organizations, and don't always have the entree or aren't one of the chosen few, you know, that they're interviewing or working with. And uh, Clarice, on the other hand, is relatively new coach. I think she said in her second year of coaching and would, I imagine, love to get her foot in the door. And I'm wondering if you have some words of advice for coaches at any, either level or at all levels in working with organizations. Okay. Yeah, got you. Um, the first thing that I know there's a growing requirement and it is that that people are credentialed in some form. So, you know, preferably from our perspective, clearly that would be ICF credentialed, but that they can demonstrate that professional training. The other thing that is really important in my belief is that coaches can speak the language of business. And that is really important because although we know that actually as coaches, we don't necessarily need expertise in, in business, in marketing and selling, um, et cetera, within a business, we have to be able to 
link with the client and speak their language. And so making sure that you can speak the language of business is really important. I think the other thing that I would like to think is happening as well is that as coaching is becoming more about through the levels in an organization and not just at the executive level, that there is opportunity now for people with perhaps less experience to go to be able to work with um, the the um, leaders at, at a, maybe the first level management, second level, that sort of thing, where they can come in at that level as well. Um, that's that's probably the key tips I would still give at the moment is be professionally trained and speak the language of business because mm-hmm. that, that's going to be important. I don't know if, Tracy, mm-hmm. you've got any other tips? Um, I, I would agree and, and I guess coupled with being um, professionally trained and having some form of a credential, then I, I also think um, that membership – because of course the membership and a credential don't necessarily go together i would also advocate uh, membership of a professional body as well um, because that keeps coaches connected to a broader coaching community which i think is not just uh, helpful for their ongoing development but it also keeps them very connected to a coaching community and therefore these opportunities are more likely to be to be uh, noticed beautiful thank you Tracy, while we've got you, um, it seems maybe a little uh, insensitive of me, but I want to I want to speak to the multinational aspect. And Tracy, as I presume that you've got a lot to to think about with everything from Brexit and the EU, but also international. You know, working with organizations that are as large as GlaxoSmithKline. There are a lot of different cultural issues as well as some political and geopolitical issues. Is there um, something that you see that you want to speak to about the difference between coaching cultures in Britain and outside of Britain currently? Um, gosh, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I suppose from from my perspective, in, in, in the way my business has evolved, um, I've, I've worked a lot with global organizations and so the multicultural aspect has always been present Um, and I think that um, any coach working within an organization unless it it really is just a a small organization then having multicultural sensitivity and expertise um, or awareness is is very very important Um, what I notice is that in in organisations, for example, like something like GlaxoSmithKline, um, the multicultural aspect, just purely because of their global footprint and their global presence, um, is is it's business as usual in a way. Um, so I don't, um, other than having what I would now consider to be a baseline awareness and understanding and inclusivity of multicultural. Um, preferences and styles and differences and similarities and all of that um, I would say that is now the way the way we work it, it is multicultural it's really become uh, become the standard I suppose for for coaching and organizations well Clarice the music tells us it's time for another commercial break and I think everyone's wondering if I'm going to let you talk today <laughs> But we'll find out we'll that find out. After, after the, the break. And we'll be continuing with our delightful guests, um, Hilary Oliver and Tracy Sinclair. When we come back, more about this extraordinary work 
in partnership with the Human Capital Institute right here on The Coaching Show. Stay with us. If you heard that sound, you probably are eligible for insurance from Navy Mutual, insuring the men and women of the Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard. Here's what one policyholder, retired Navy Commander Thomas Dade, had to say. Navy Mutual is the best insurance decision I ever made. I wish you had a savings plan available that earned the rates my Navy Mutual insurance has been earning. Navy Mutual Aid Association, started by military members in 1879, serves active, reserve, and retired military today. Navy Mutual honors our military by providing them affordable life insurance with the features they need without fine print, sales fees, or military service restrictions. Value, integrity, trust, and stability are the cornerstones on which our commitment to you and your loved ones are built. Call Navy Mutual at 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org for your personal life insurance plan consultation. 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. <laughs> 